Um, so I guess it's me next. Um, and I did the typical thing of ranging around um, some new teacher blogs to see if I could find um, something new and ended up, um, as always, <laughs> just circling back to the mighty Tom Sherrington, who yeah. never lets me down. No. Um, and is always eminently sensible um, in his blog posts. Um, and I tend to align <laughs> with uh, with his opinion. Not always, I might add, but um, in this instance, I did. And this is quite hot um, off the uh, blog press. Of the Sherrington press. Of the Sherrington <laughs> press. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't follow his blog, he is Teacher Head. So just search for te- teacherhead.com. And this is a blog post that uh, came out on the 11th of October 2021 entitled Wellbeing is an Outcome. We need actions, not words. Um, And I think it's probably just for context worth mentioning that um, on our lovely podcast, we decided to get rid of our wellbeing slot, one of our three um, sort of short slots that we ask guests to contribute to that um, that we sometimes do if it's our episode um, was a wellbeing slot. And we ditched it because we started getting a lot of samey content coming through um, and some of the more touchy-feely stuff. Uh, I, I think it just kind of made us squirm a little bit, Tom, didn't it? If we're being really honest, well, what do you think? Well, I'm not a particularly touchy-feely type, am I? As you can you can probably even tell through the audio medium, I'm a fairly spiky type. But um, <laughs> I, I think our main problem was that, that it, it was variations on a theme of get out in the fresh air, which is a brilliant, um, brilliant way to deal with well-being, obviously. But we, we sort of run out of variations on a theme, hadn't we? And uh, I'm going to be interested to hear this article because I think well-being is one of those things that you hear an awful lot about at the moment in in things and and I don't know I think there are some people who think that they've they've done well-being if they've just let everybody have a chat about well-being and everybody said oh let's let's have a walk and all of that kind of thing whereas actually I think it's it's a pretty knotty one I hope I'm not uh, preempting Sherrington here too much no I, well you, I, you are but that's okay because I think um at a true to form um Tom Sherrington usually takes quite a pragmatic and sensible approach to these things Um, And uh, yeah, so I'll just launch into it. He says, recently I tweeted this about well-being and it seemed to resonate. And I'll tell you that tweet in a moment. So he goes on. I was making the point that promoting well-being insofar as it relates to a school's responsibilities and its employees' professional lives should be regarded as an outcome of doing tangible, specific things that support them in their work. Um, And just as a side note, I thoroughly agree with that perspective. Um, It's not about adding extra feel-good activities or smoothing things over with pleasantries and tokens. It's much more fundamental. Again, I was uh, doing a mini cheer when uh, Uh (laughs) when I heard those words. These gestures might be nice things in themselves, but really schools should focus on the core activities of each person's working life so that their underlying well-being is considered, protected, enhanced. This was the list that came to mind in order, uh, in the order I thought of them in a rather ad hoc fashion. And this is what he included in the tweet. Um, so this was a tweet that were, that came out on the 10th of October at 12.10pm. So he says, distributed leadership, <clears throat> excuse me, excellent behaviour system, excellent CPD, manageable teaching load, exciting curriculum, tons of team time, intelligent appraisal, the opposite of a stay late culture, family first attitude, all equal well-being, actions, comma, not words. That was his uh, that was his tweet. So 
what he attempts to do in this blog then is to just unpick that list. Um, so he says a couple of people then asked to expand on it. So um, that perhaps, uh, so he thought that it would be, be useful for them to um, have discussions around it with colleagues and, and leaders in their school. And um, if you're in a HEI context, um, then maybe you could do the same. So distributed leadership, he says a lot of stresses and strains emerge from feeling powerless within a decision making process that then has an impact on your life. Distributed leadership takes decision making to the point where it is closest to the action rather than from on high. This links to the much prized idea of teacher autonomy, but avoids the problems of dumping people into situations where they flounder or feel overwhelmed. It means giving people the right degree of autonomy within a wider, well-led organisation, not leaving people to sink or swim or to simply do what they're told without having a say. Um, and I think this is something that we've been doing recently um, at Cardiff Met in our ITE teams. Um, and, you know, I'm already starting to feel the benefit of that. I don't know about you, Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, the other one is excellent behaviour system. Um, and it goes into uh, issues surrounding challenging behaviour um, and this being the source of stress and anxiety. I'm not going to read all of them, but the ones that may be a little bit more ambiguous, I think will be um, useful to hear about. Um, One that he mentions is intelligent appraisal. He says, this means stripping back the judgment culture, the onerous documentation and any residual deluded nonsense about high stakes lesson observations with grades or giant written reports. It means not having data targets based on specific classes. And this resonates with your article, Tom. Yep. <laughs> um, it should be about ongoing development and feel fair, free from fear and proportionate in terms of workload. Um, the opposite of a stay late culture, he says this, uh, the message should be do your work and then go home or work at home as much as you feel you want and need to when that's possible. It should not be that it somehow looks bad if you're still not in the office doing some marking or making calls at 6pm. Don't raise eyebrows at people who sometimes leave bang on time to do personal things that are none of your business. Uh, that's a that's a controversial one, I think, in the world of, of education, particularly in in uh, in secondary education from my perspective. I don't know what you think about that one, Tom. Yeah, schools can be a bit funny. I did used to work with a colleague who was was great in almost every respect, except that they, they did used to make a point of telling us all what time they'd gone home the previous evening, like it was a badge of honour and it was always you know, sometime well after 6pm. And, and I just remember thinking, well, well done. But so what, you know? Yeah, I know. And this is it. And it kind of, it then leads into um, his final one. I- I'm going to backtrack and go back to one more. But he says about family first attitude. He says the message should be that family matters. Let's support each other so you can see your child in the f- in their big assembly or concert and deal with family health issues as needed. I mean, this was definitely an issue when I was teaching that, you know, you wouldn't even think or I wouldn't have even thought to ask if I could go and deal with a family matter. Um, he says, be there for your family. This is your only, uh, this is only your job, not your whole life. And there are lines we need to draw sometimes. Don't treat everyone as if they're, as if they'll take the, inter-expletive they won't trust them be as generous as you possibly can be just really really like that and 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 hope and wish that that schools can 
can make that happen, make that a possibility. Um, and then um, I really like this idea of tons of team time. Um, and definitely in the context of curriculum reform in Wales and curriculum fields, we keep talking about time and space, time and space, time and space. We've said that about a million times. <laughs> yes. um, and he says that here um, with regard to CPD. He says, maximum time for curriculum thinking and collaborative planning, team CPD and review processes is a big winner. If you say CPD and everyone thinks, oh no, another big session in the hall that has nothing to do with us it could be that the balance is wrong in the ideal scenario people actually relish their team meetings because they are interesting supportive and useful keep the rest as lean as possible yeah i was going to mention the time and space thing as being um almost up there in the same category as the well-being thing which is that everyone will talk about it um but that it's a rare person who will actually do it and i did we, we we're going through a lot of curriculum reform here in wales as, as our listeners in wales will know and, and schools are grappling with an enormous sea change in the whole conception of curriculum and i did get a little bit spiky in a a meeting the other day to be honest where you know somebody was was saying again or oh, we need we, you know schools need to have time and space time and space and i and i did just sort of say well Go on then, <laughs> because we've been saying it for five years that everyone needs time and space. But saying we need time and space costs nothing and doing time and space is, you know, expensive and involves kind of, you know, making making these tough decisions. You know, it wasn't in any way the fault of the person delivering the session because they're not uh, in charge of these things. But, the, but they were saying it and I was saying, yes, but, but we talk about time and space in a similar way. We tend to talk about well-being a lot in education, but... Talking is not the same as doing, is it? Not at all. So actions, not words, he says. Enough with the well-being cheese and the good mm-hmm. intentions and the fringe benefits. Well-being Tackle the cheese. fundamentals. That's <laughs> a great. I'm going to be deploying that in a chat window near you. Here we go. Here we go. Quote, unquote, from yeah. Tom Sherrington. Well-being cheese. Sherrington 2021. <laughs> I shall I shall Harvard reference my mention of, of well-being cheese in a meeting near you sometime. <laughs> you wait for that. So um, I would urge everybody to read the full blog. I've given uh, a bit of a, a summary there and, um, you know, just taken some extracts from it. But uh, it's uh, it's another another gold dust entry from Tom Sherrington. Mm-hmm.